Yo, yo, what's up, y'all? Hey, we back at it, baby. It's your boy, Charlie Wilson TV here with Laugh After Tark. Yo, it's our podcast, baby. It's Do Tell. So thanks so much for being here, man. We got a dope, dope, dope guest. I'm so glad to sit down with her. She performs all over. She just got back from Italy. I'm a little jealous. I'll just be cool with you. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for Angie Crumb. Woo! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> all right, so I can't wait to hear this. So please, Angie, do tell. Okay. Like I said, I have to make sure I don't tell the person's name. <laughs> so one time we were doing this out-of-town gig. This is a comic. A comic, okay. yeah. And um, I had a, a friends with benefits up there with me because, you know, we always get free hotel rooms. Hey, so, they the um, comic. We have benefits. <laughs> well, and the funny thing is, is uh, my friends with benefits, I had ran into him after all these years when we used to hook up and, and screw like rabbits back yeah, in the yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. Well, after all these years, he was having trouble keeping it up. And oh, so, no. So They right, have pills for that. Well, even giving him the pills, Damn. it was hard for him to keep it up. So right to his face, ah. I called him Noodle. Ah, and, <laughs> not chicken noodle. <laughs> and uh, so, but we still, we went up there and we were having fun. And I was like, all right, well, maybe if I give you like even more Viagra or something. Anyway, Damn. so we had a great show. We're partying after the show. And um, we meet this chick. And so she's partying with all of us. And, you know, with the other comic was single. And so... He, so it's a foursome now. Y'all all so, well, comics got a girl me now. Me and Noodle know. went back to my room. Okay. And this Shout other, out to Noodle. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. This other, yeah, that guy can go find himself. Ah! Um, he can't! <laughs> you can't, can't, though! <laughs> what is it? Al dente was like it's halfway. <laughs> Something that's not all the way cooked. Right. He only okay. wishes. Anyway, so, um, so yeah, the other comic takes this girl back to his room. Cool. So I'm with Noodle trying to make the Viagra work. This other mm -hmm. comics in his room with this girl. Well, we find out later she paid him a hundred dollars to fuck her in the ass. What? Hold on. She paid the comic. She paid the comic a hundred dollars. What fuck state her in the was ass. there? Can you say the state? What state was this? What it was in northern Nevada. Northern Nevada. Shit. Yeah. They get crazy Shit. in the mining towns. Just like that. Yeah. Gotcha. So then, after a while, he was like, he calls me up and he goes, "What are you guys doing?" And I was like, "Nothing." Oh. <laughs> he over there, mad in the corner, like. And so uh, he goes, well, do you guys want to go have another drink? I was like, yeah, sure. Come on back down to the room. Yeah. Well, he was just bringing her down there to ditch her with us. God. And so, so he wasn't going to do the transaction? Well, so he, he, him and this girl walked down to the room and he goes, oh, I forgot something in my room. No, he was ditching her with gotcha. us. So we had two queen beds in the room. So I'm on the other side of the room and I have my phone in my hand and I'm doing whatever. And yeah. I just had on like pajama shorts and a T-shirt, right? This lady from like the, the hotel door to the other side of the room, she like Terminator walks to me, you know? What? Speed walks over. She gets on her knees, she pulls down my shorts and she starts eating me out. What? I swear to God. Ah! <laughs> my hand's about to go Psh. All right, let's go back, let's go back, let's go back. Let's go back. <laughs> So, told you I had a good one for you. On. So old boy Noodle is he's on he's the other just, side well of the he he opened the door of the hotel oh, okay. room. Okay. The other comic was like, oh, I forgot something in my room. So God. he took off. No, he never came back. So Noodle just watches her. Storm so in. yeah, Noodle's just watching her, and okay. so she's I'm standing up. She's on her knees, and I I still have my phone in my hand. I'm like, oh, oh okay. What? And so I sit on the bed and I let her keep doing now, it. Is she cute? Is she a cute? Yeah, kid? she was cute. You know, okay, 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 okay. she was a little bit of a biker chick look with like. A bunch of tattoos, and okay. she looked a little road hard, put away wet, but she still had a cute okay. figure and an okay. okay face, you know. Julie, let's call her Julie. I don't know her name. Yeah, she feels like a Julie. yeah, okay. yeah. Let's call her Julie. <laughs> so, um, 
So I look at Noodle and I go, is this doing anything for you? Oh, and he's like, come on, that damn it. Come I know, on, right? Come he's on. like, he's please, like, motherfucker. I know he was, he was. I swear to God, he was. Oh. And he's like, no. Damn. And so he tries doing stuff to her while she's doing stuff to me. And I was yeah. just like, all right, bitch, get out of our room. Oh, and so we kicked out of the room. No, the story there. keeps going. Okay. So the next day we're checking out of the hotel and we I see took her. Every bag right now. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> So we see her the next day. She was going to the pool. We were leaving. And she runs up to me and she goes, uh, she goes, you made me lose my voice. Whoa. She and was I go, putting in work, work. Yeah. And I go, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot to tell you my vagina causes laryngitis. Ah. <laughs> you did not tell her that. I swear to God I said wow. that to her. Yeah. So there's the story. Wow. Yeah. And then that's when we found out the the $100 for the anal thing. Oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, man, I was like, she had a little bit of each one of us that Damn. night. Yeah. <laughs> She got her. Uh, well, she didn't get her money's worth because he didn't. Did he? He didn't get the hundred dollars then. He ditched her. Oh no, she got he. She gave him the money before before he did it. But he did do it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he got Cause, that hundred. Because that's how you know comedians out here. We out here trying to survive. When you out here yeah. taking a hundred dollars to go penetrate some ass. <laughs> yeah, because she wanted anal, and he's like, "No, I don't want to do that." And so yeah. she pulled a hundred bucks out, and he's like, "I will now." Ah, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. See, you can, see, see where your guest spot can lead you. You just gotta be open to the opportunity. I don't know how much he was getting paid for that show, but he was able to make an extra hundred on the roll. So hey, yeah. What you I mean, want? we sold merch that <laughs> night. And right. He sold merch that night. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, man, that is hilarious. That is hilarious. Well, girl, I'm so glad we got a chance to kind of sit down and catch up. We just ran into each, ran into each other at uh, Davey and Velez's show. Shout out to Davian, man. His yes. ass was supposed to be here, but he had some tooth issue. I think he's tooth. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so he had an emergency oh, visit. Oh, Davian. I should call you out in so many ways. He's like, I've never done cocaine. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, if we cut you open, it would just make lines on the table. <laughs> <laughs> no, Davian's done some kind of shit. I don't yeah. know what he's on. I know he's no, smart. I he's love Davian, though. Shit. He's so funny. Him and Snoopy. Yeah. His little dog and shit. I go to Mexico for my dental work, and um, he's like, I want to go with you. I want to go with you. Well, it's. I was like, get your passport. Well, it's taken about a year. He's finally got the son yeah. of a bitch. So. I'm waiting on mine any day now. Am I supposed to be yeah. doing it, too? And then go to Europe. Nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Speaking of Europe, you just got back. Yeah, I was in Greece, in not Greece? not okay. Italy. Yeah. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. And then, in Greece. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, Yeah, and then right before that, I was in Spain. Gotcha. Like three weeks before that. The Greece thing just kind of came up. It wasn't planned. Gotcha. Yeah. I know with Steve, and Steve and his ass is always ready to roll. And his, is it his brother or his homie? Because I met him before. Oh, yeah, it's his brother, Joey. Joey, okay, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So the way the Spain thing happened was me, Stephen, and Joey went to... Uh, We're talking about Stephen Briggs, by the way. Shout oh, yeah, Stephen Briggs. Briggs. Yeah, so, shout bye. out to Stephen and his yeah. older brother, Joey. So three or excuse me, seven years ago, me, Stephen and Joey went to Ibiza, partied our asses off, had the best time ever. And uh, so earlier this year, Joey was like, would you go to Ibiza again? I said, hell yeah. It was like the trip of my life. And so Stephen couldn't go. So Joey and I went and he had bought Stephen a trip for his birthday to go to Greece. And then when we got back from Spain, he was like, well, do you and Nikki want to go with us? And we're like, uh, yeah, we want to go with you. So that's how we all four (laughs) went to Greece. Yeah. Nice, nice. Mm -hmm. That's dope. Yeah. All right, so before we even get to that that, that Greece trip, because I know that was dope, and we talked a little bit about it before the podcast. Yeah. Um, where are you originally from? Let's kind of start from ground one. Uh, I'm originally from Arizona. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. And you started comedy in Arizona, or was that when you moved to Vegas? Uh, I started comedy here. Uh, 
So what were you 13 doing? years ago. I'm so, like, how long have I been doing it now? 13 years ago, <laughs> I started comedy here. Nice. In, in Vegas. So what were you, you doing and what was life like before comedy? Who was Angie oh. before she started, you know, getting behind the mic, fucking shit up? So um, <laughs> I moved to Vegas 20 years ago. I've been a hairdresser for 25 years. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Ladies, you know, yeah. she still got it. Okay. Yep. That's what's up. So, um, and then before that, I grew up in a really small town. I mean, actually, I was a really big tomboy. My dad never had boys. He raised us like boys. And uh, so- play sports and shit? I played sports. Hunting was the big thing. Nice. Hunting, fishing, uh, you know, hiking, everything. So you know how to handle the handle a piece here and there. Oh, absolutely. Nice. Yeah. All, right. All right, fellas. Hey, don't fuck up, though. <laughs> killed everything in one shot. <laughs> uh, don't want to brag. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. The that first time nice. my dad took me big game hunting for an elk, yeah. I was 11. Whoa. And- uh, it's like, and so we're waiting, because you can only hunt uh, when this, from sun up to sundown. You can't hunt when the sun goes down. Gotcha. And so we're getting out of the car and we're, you know, getting strapped up for the day with, you know, with all our suspenders and whatever. Mm -hmm. and this is all in Arizona. This is all in Northern Arizona. Nice. It's some okay. of the most beautiful countries. I was about you, to say, I haven't seen this beautiful side of Arizona You would never yet. think. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, and some of the biggest elk uh, live in Northern Arizona. Wow. And so uh, like 60 of them come running past us and I was like, Dad, what's that? And he was like, get your fucking rifle. <laughs> and like he started freaking out. I was like, okay, okay. Like, Damn, yeah. This yeah. large ass elk. And yeah. And I'm just like, again. yeah. Wow, like, actually that one, I knocked it down. And then I had, I was shaking so bad wow. that I had to get closer. And cause it kept trying to get back up. But then um, he got down on a knee and he let me use his shoulder and I, on the second oh, shot, I killed that. him. Look yeah. at that. That's dope. Yeah, it was. I'm sure he was a proud moment at that moment. That's girl dad like a motherfucker Well, right the other there. thing, too, is um, <laughs> it was a bull elk, so it was a trophy hunt. Wow. So I got a trophy elk that day. Oh, it was a six shit. by seven. He was bragging about your ass. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you what the fuck my daughter did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you. Look look at this shit right here. Look at baby girl right oh, here. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was amazing. Wow. And those things are such majestic animals, and they're good eating, too. Really? <laughs> That's why we shoot them. That's like we shoot them to eat them. Shoot them to eat them. They, All right. Well, that's dope. They taste just like um, cow, except for there's no fat in them. Huh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot more of a kind of a tougher, mm -mm. lean kind of a meat. Then, it's right? just lean, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, like, and as long as you prepare it and cook it right, yeah, nice. it's amazing. Nice, nice. Yeah, what, nice what would you say the most steak. exotic food you ever had is? Oh my gosh, I have eaten so many things. <laughs> as soon as we kill something, he makes us eat the heart and the liver. Oh shit. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I mean, it's like we've had, like I've caught an octopus before, so I've eaten all sorts of sea life. Okay. Um, you caught an octopus? Did I hear that yeah, right? I've, I've caught an octopus Hold before. On. Stop. Shut up, <laughs> I don't know where we got this word from. Okay, I'll let the get your pussy at the hotel. I'll let that slide. You, you kill an elk at 11, okay? Yeah. You caught an octopus. You just uh -huh. going fishing one day. It was like, oh shit. It's not bass. It's fucking octopus. Where was this at? Yeah. <laughs> we were in the, uh, well, we were in Mexico in the Gulf of California okay. and we were fishing and my dad's like, oh, reel up your line. We're going to go somewhere else. Yeah. And I must have been dragging it because I'm reeling it in. And I was like, I think I got something. It's like, cause <laughs> yeah. I was, you know, I was getting a, a, like a pool. Yeah. And so, and so the one friend goes, oh, it's probably a squid. I guess like the world's largest squid, like to live in that area or something. Gotcha. And so as I'm reeling it in, it was just a baby with his legs out. He was probably about that big. Wow. And he was really hard to reel in. I think I was 16 at the time. Wow. And he suctioned to the side of the boat and he was changing colors and inking everywhere. And, Damn. and we grabbed him and pulled him into the live well. And of course my dad cut one of his legs off. And interesting thing, even when their leg isn't attached, you can put like your finger next to it, and Still it fucking swivel around it your senses that it's there, and it yeah, that's it some scary shit wrapped shit right around, there. and it just was sucking like, what? and then yeah, it still makes like that suction cup noise like a bath mat. Wow. <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, and then oh, we that's put a little it. AMS. What was they called? AMSR. What are they called? 
Oh, shit. I don't know. What is it called, Kels? AS, ASMR. Yeah, yeah. With, <laughs> with, with people that do the podcast where you hear all the audio, the sound effects, the, oh. the noises and crunching chips and shit. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a whole nother That's a whole nother conversation. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so dope. So you had the octopus. This was in Mexico. Yeah. Um, so to go back to Nevada, your hairdresser. Oh, yeah. Killing help. You're obviously veered off. We, we veered off. But you're obviously a confident young girl. Your dad is doing his part to make sure. So shout out to your pops too, man. And, and, yeah. and the job May he you did. rest in peace. Yeah. So shout out to him and laying out, <laughs> laying out a good foundation for you, which is yeah. important for girls too. To, yeah, to absolutely. He raised yeah. us really tough. Fire. Yeah, and you have other brothers tough. and sisters? Just two sisters, no brothers. Gotcha. gotcha. That's why he all us, like, bad boys. motherfuckers out there. Yeah. 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 Nice. So what prompted the move to Las Vegas? Because I want to try to put your whole kind of little storyline together. Oh, okay. So I had moved to Montana to go to beauty school because that's where he's originally from oh. and I did that when I was like uh, 19 I believe and because uh, I always we always spent our summers up there and you know around all his you got family. A lot of family out there. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah my all you know a grandma and everybody yep and so uh, after I graduated beauty school I moved back to Arizona for a couple years and then I got a job uh, working on a cruise ship in Hawaii doing hair what yeah <laughs> Did you know somebody? That I seems went like online, a tough gig. went on a li- online and applied for it. Wow! Yeah. How dope did that feel? And uh, <laughs> well, I only got to stay for two weeks. No, nice, but I, that was a kick-ass two weeks. It's like sign me up. Yeah. So and, you did uh, it on the cruise ship. You were styling at the salon on the cruise ship. I didn't even get to get on the boat. What? Yeah. So what were you doing with that? So they hired me, but they wanted a um, uh, a national driving record in order for you to like live on the boat. Gotcha. You have to be Coast Guard certified. Wow. So I got everything else that they needed um and it's funny because i had to do the uh the pee test uh-huh. well i smoke weed so hey, it's hey. like oh 20 yeah yeah and so um <laughs> i had to make my little sister pee in a yeah. cup for me yeah shout out to little sister but, what's her name uh kimmy shout out to kimmy girl thanks yep, for that pee, girl. we appreciate the pee. <laughs> Okay. Well, she's like, I'm not getting, because I had to go to the doctor's office at like 6 a.m. to pee in the cup. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, I'm not getting up that early. So she peed in the cup the night before and stuck uh, it in the fridge. In the fridge? Yes. You don't need it in the well, fridge. we were afraid that it might start like bacteria uh, okay. and stuff. It might expire. So then I stuck it in the microwave for like 10, 15 seconds. Fucking made tea. And... <laughs> It was so hot. I was holding it out the window, driving up to the doctor's office. It was like burning my hand, spilling out. Wow. And you're probably high on your way there because you waked and baked too. Yeah, absolutely. So now you're paranoid. You're like, is this pee too hot? Yeah. How cool do I need to cool it? I was like, when I pour it into the little (laughs) thing, it's just going to go up the temperature gauge. Yeah, but basically, so um, I when I graduated beauty school and I was moving back to Arizona, Mm -hmm. I got pulled over and my car was like, um, illegally searched. Well, since I was moving home, I had like all my bongs packed in the back of my truck and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. So they gave me, they arrested me and gave me a P test and they gave me a DUI for it. Damn. Yeah. In Arizona? So, no, this was in Utah. I was just about to say that yeah, sounds like in Utah. Fucking Utah. I was just about to say. We had, we went to a comedy festival out there and that happened to literally somebody at the comedy festival. Oh, no I think I mentioned. heard about that. Yeah. 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 So yeah, Sheesh. it was in freaking Utah. And yeah. so, um, but because of that- no, this was in Brigham City. It Brigham was further City. north. Closer, going up towards Salt Lake. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, it was past Salt Lake. Gotcha. It, was, you know, it was up closer to Idaho because gotcha. I was only like five hours into my drive. Okay. So this was Super Bowl weekend of 1999. Gotcha. Yeah. So, but because of all of that, when they ran my uh, national driving record, um, 
My license was suspended at the time because they came to Arizona to get me on it, whatever. So long story short, I couldn't stay in Hawaii. Mm. Um, they wouldn't let me on the boat. They wouldn't let me get Coast Guard certified. So Gosh. yeah, I was- Hating only, on you, hating on you. Yeah. You're trying to young, trying to pop. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was barely, I think I was barely 21, 22 gotcha. when that happened. Gotcha. And so, uh, yeah, so I had to come back. I was in Arizona for six months okay. and then 9-11 happened. Yeah. And then one of my girlfriends lived here and she goes, you know what, just come here. She goes, if you don't like it, like- because the owner of the cruise ship stuff, he goes, just go back, get your driver's license back. And so that's what I was waiting on. But then after 9-11, I was like, do I want to go yeah, back? Yeah, yeah. So a girlfriend lived here. She goes, just come here. If you don't like it, go somewhere else. So nice. for the most part, on and off, 20 years later, here I am. Gotcha. Yeah. So you come to Vegas, you're doing hair or just working odd jobs to kind of get established. And at what point do you decide, I'm going to get on stage and actually start being funny? Were you always funny? Did someone tell you? So how oh, does yeah. this even come about? So I was always the 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 ham bone. You know? I was always <laughs> the funny one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but when I was 14, I saw George Carlin on HBO. And I knew then that I wanted to be a stand-up comedian when I grew up. Wow. But I also knew I wanted to wait till I was 30 to get some life experiences under my belt. So... It was probably about six or eight months after I turned 30. I was like, all right, quit talking about it. It's like, if you're going to do it, fucking do it. Like, right. shit or get off the pot, Angie. Right, right, right. And so, um, yeah, I met this girl that was doing comedy out here, and I contacted her, and I was like, could you please show me how to do stand-up? Well, at first I contacted her partner, and he's like, here's some advice. Don't do it. Don't, don't, you know. <laughs> oh, he was such a dick to wow. me. And then he's like, here, you could come to our show. Wow. So I did. I went to the show, and then I met her. And she's like, yeah, I'll teach you how to do stand-up. Her name is Miracle. Nice. Shout out to Miracle. She was a miracle yeah. we needed at the and time. And I always tell her, I was like, Miracle. Oh, you're my miracle. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, she taught me how to do it. And then her and I formed a company called Mange Comedy. Nice. We, uh, we somehow we got a hold of this guy that asked us to start running an open mic for him at okay. a place called Meatheads. And that was on Tuesdays. And so she, you know, she taught me the ropes of like, you know, doing segues and don't step on your punchline and all nice, that other stuff. Nice. And so, yeah, that's just kind of where everything wow, started there. Started. Wow. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah men mentorship is so important. So, you know, to all the aspiring comics out there, if you can find someone that is willing to take you under the wing and give you some game on things, you'll probably save yourself a lot of time because you fall on your face a lot in this business anyway. And you're yeah. constantly refiguring out this wheel. But, you know, mentorship can really help out. And uh, I'm just now starting to really because I've been doing comedy for like 11 years. Okay. But I'm just now getting into the wave of you know really looking into the 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 art of comedy and the and and the um the um i guess the science behind it you know the yeah. setup and the punch and all of those, those kind of steps yeah and comedy festivals are a good place to learn and to network so taking yeah, those initial steps as a young comedian are 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 huge but for a long time especially before social media started hitting everybody was just kind of going and learning and picking up pieces along the way where they can yeah. you know when also like because i'm at 13 you're at 11 we're just considered being close to intermediate yeah, level very much so yeah just past beginner. we're not yeah we're just <laughs> past the beginner level yeah. so all these little shits out there after six months are going i'm ready to work the road okay right. go try get out of here, out of here. Right. yeah go try right yeah yeah it's yeah. like no it's a long road but you know what it's rewarding it's challenging yeah. it's i love doing hair but it's the same old shit like yeah. this is something that it's like i love how i can go tell a joke that kills 
but then I can go tell it the next night and it bombs. Yeah. It's like, for as much as it sucks, yeah. I love it because yeah. this is something in the business that is constantly going to keep you grinding and yeah. your brain just is oh always Oh my doing gosh, this. because you're, all, you're, you're constantly, as a comedian, I know especially me, we're our worst critics. Oh God, So yes. we're constantly gauging, you know, our material. It works one place, it doesn't work another, but I kind of look at it always, at least I have from the beginning of comedy, looked at it as kind of like dating or courting someone. You know, when you first meet someone, you're constantly trying to make an impression, yeah. just like with, with your audience. You know, yeah. you know, this line might work for this girl that may not work for this girl. Yeah. So, you know, you're constantly trying to redefine and sharpen your skill yeah. because hopefully it works for the majority of, yep. you know, your audiences. But it's, yeah. it's, it's tough, especially the point in different markets. You know? Yeah. Or like um, like the other day um, or it was a couple weeks ago, a joke I've been telling for a while. I thought up an extra little add on to uh-huh. it because it's always kind of worked, but it's something that I think is funny. I was like, yeah. I'm going to keep telling it. <laughs> and I thought of a little add-on for it. And that just little add-on, add-on took the made cake. it funny. Yeah. yeah. Made it yeah. funnier to the crowd. That's yeah. so true. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, so I stuff have... like that. Just, you're like, yes. Facts. You know, the, uh, the the show we just did with Davian the other day, I did the same thing. I had a little add-on to the joke that just kind of brought it a lot more together. Mm-hmm. And whether or not it, you know, got the effect I wanted to in that specific audience, uh-huh. even though they were still, hey, it was good, but I still knew there was still some so much there with yeah. that extra element you know yep. that kind of puts it all together and paints more of the picture and, and all yeah that. yeah exactly yeah, it's yeah. like and you know it's like just getting it out right. you know and right. yeah it's yeah. like that makes such a huge difference Facts. that's the yeah. best advice we could i could probably give to young comics is just go get your shit out go to open mics get on microphones yeah. get on stage get on and my get phone as yeah. much as possible yeah and it's like i know when i first started i was so nervous like the first year and a half i had to be just drunk enough that i wasn't slurring my words because <laughs> i had so much stage fright yeah but the need and the want to be up there overrode the, yeah. the fear. Right. And so, yeah, after about a year and a half, and especially, you know, when you're running your own shows, it's like, that shit's got to go away. Yeah. But it's like, that's how terrified I was For to speak sure. in front of people. It's yeah. like a year and a half of running my own shows. I yeah. was still that fucking yeah. scared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. I, I started, when I first started doing comedy, within months, like you, I started producing my own shows mm-hmm. and hosting, and that that kind of keeps you busy. It's like having a gym, home gym. Yeah. And allows you to keep working your shit out. And, and more than anything, even if you're not, your material isn't killing every time, you're still getting the, the 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 stage time to be on stage and get more exactly. comfortable being in front of people. Yep. Yeah. And so. that's that's something I used to tell people too. It's like cause back then there was hardly any rooms and I would tell people, I'm like, hey, start your own room. I'm like, cause back then I'd let 15 comics go up. I'm like, I get to go up like 17 times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right in between. Which, oh, that one didn't yeah. work. I'll be back in two minutes to try that next yeah. joke. Or if somebody <laughs> says something, I'm like, hey, I'm like, that just made me think of something funny. I'm like, this friend of mine got paid a hundred bucks to, you right, know, <laughs> right. you know little shit. things like that. Yeah. Nice. Now, now to go back into those days, because, you know, uh, myself and Laugh After Dark are relatively new to Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. You know, so for someone that has been here for a while mm-hmm. and has seen the comedy scene, go through all these changes, how do you think, you know, the comedy scene has evolved in Las Vegas, being someone who's been here uh, and seen it? Kind of Because from what we've known, it's obviously been growing and growing and growing. But what yeah. was comedy like uh, when you were first getting started in terms of, you know, um, opportunities yeah. and, you know, the community versus how it is now? Um, it It's so weird because it's like I, I was out here doing it for uh, seven years and then I moved to L.A. for almost six. Okay. And then I've been back here almost two. Gotcha. And so it's changed I don't know. It's 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 hard to describe how it's changed because it's a town where people move in and move out so fast. And yeah. then this venue opens and then this venue closes down. And then sometimes you find a really cool venue and you're like, I'd like to do a show here. And they're like, oh, somebody else already did a show here. And they they 
you know, they right. they ruined it. And yeah. so I don't know. It's just it's hard to put an opinion on it. Like I loved how it was back in the day because um I don't know. It was like there was more stage time and not too many comics. Yeah. So it's like there was always an, there was enough venues and not an oversaturation of yeah, comics. Yeah. Feels so, like now where there's a lot of a lot of comics yeah. and not enough venues. Yeah. 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 And so that's it's like so it's like I'm not trying to like say anything bad about the sure. scene, even though there's, there's a few people out there that I think can go fuck themselves. Yeah. 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 And, hey, it'd be some real shit going on in these Vegas streets, too, in the yeah. comedy community that we're learning about. Yeah. About this room, and then this person, and this person, I don't like that person, and I don't. But it's such a small town. It is, yeah. You know, so you're gonna come in contact with all these different comics, you know? What I'm yeah. Saying? So it's yeah. It, it's, so it's like I don't want to say anything bad, but it's just it's it's different in good ways and bad ways. Um, and I love that you guys brought in an amazing opportunity. That's what this town needs. It's like Vegas is like how we were saying the other day. It's like you can hit four shows in a night. And still be home by eleven o'clock, right. you know, as opposed to L.A., Shit. you're still stuck in traffic. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. The one show where you want me to go to where? Oh, oh it's by LAX. Okay, well, I'm coming from the valley, so yeah. hey, you know, how much am I getting paid for that? Nothing. You know, you going to L.A., you got to be on yeah. there. Like <laughs> at least out go. here, you're getting paid some pizza, something, or something, something. Or some chicken wings. Yeah. <laughs> Right, um, right. Um, we used to have comics that would come up from L.A. And I'm like, you're driving four hours to just do like a five-minute spot? They're like, well, in L.A., I'd be stuck in four hours of traffic. So what's the difference? Right. And I was like, hey, that's up to you. Right. But yeah, I'll definitely, I was like, I'll give you 10 minutes if you're driving that right, far. Right, right. Yeah. And a lot of people are thrilled with the opportunity to just come and perform in Vegas anyway. So that's something that's really nice. So everybody likes to a reason to come to Vegas. So if you're a comedian, you know you want to bring your ass out here. You know, just find the right, you know, people to network with and the stages to get on. And yeah, there's some, there's some cool rooms to hit. Yeah, yeah, outside exactly. of the mainstream clubs, because I've learned, you know, you got Brad Garrett's. Mm -hmm. uh, I just stopped, popped into the Comedy Cellar for the first time. Tricks and Iris J, shout out to those guys, uh, were there last week. That was my first time stepping in. They run it like a tight, you know, comedy club. That's what I've noticed. You know, at, like in LA, you know, you can hit the comedy store, oh, yeah. and you go network. You just go show up. Comedians are hanging out. But when I pulled up to Brad Garrett's and I pulled up to the Comedy Cellar. And ain't none of that hanging out. The comedians are not oh, showing yeah, up there nope. unless you're booked on that show. Unless you're booked on that and show. if you're not getting in, unless you know somebody on that show yep. that got some good weight, yep. or you buying a ticket. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> the seating's so tight, they're yeah. like, you're not allowed to stand along the back wall. Yeah, you're not allowed. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Laugh Factory is pretty fun. If um, so, I haven't been there yet. That's a show I'd like to get to. Put that out in the universe. I want to get to the yes. Laugh Factory in Vegas, baby. College boy. <laughs> Harry Basil, I think you're still booking that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they still do it, uh, but they were doing the Friars Club thing in the evenings over mm. in the green room at the Laugh Factory. I haven't been to it in years, but if they are still doing it, like I like it, that's a fun thing to go and do. Okay. They'll do it what after. Is it called? The Friars Club, it's something old out of um, off the East Coast. It's like it used to be just headliners from whoever performed around the clubs that night gotcha. would meet at a specific place. And it was just a, like a meeting. Cool of little the, hang. Yeah. Nice. But now it's just like, um, well, at least if they still do it, it's like after the last show of the night, whoever performed wherever meets in the green room of the um, Laugh Factory and they've got full bar and food, wow. and it's just that's how the trap, right? Yeah. Okay, nice. Yeah, yeah I gotta pull yeah. up. I gotta pull so, up. So yeah, cool. I'll have to look into that and see if it's still going on. But yeah, that's a really fun time. Nice. And nice. that's a nice green room too. Nice. So nice, nice. yeah, I was there one time, and Gallagher was there. Oh, nice. Oh my gosh, he was walking around with a bottle of Jose Cuervo, and <laughs> I smoked cigarettes back then. Yeah. And he's like, "Let me get one of those," and he was trying to like have me hide him from his son smoking cigarettes and he's walking up and he's like dad i know you're smoking ah. like, <laughs> get out of here the yeah. kids kids are smart as shit they always know shit we, yeah we think we're getting over them, but we never get ready yeah, to get he's like hmm, dad 
Right. Yeah. Can't hide fucking cigarettes yeah, either. Yeah, fucking right. cigarette, dude. Right. Come right. on. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so where would you say your um like favorite places to perform in Las Vegas uh, are? You know, um, Vegas has got some cool you know clubs, but there's also some cool rooms too that just kind of exist in some other places. Um, you know, you're making me draw a blank on that because mm-hmm. with COVID, it shuts so oh, many things true. down. That um, and I haven't performed on the strip in so long. Like the Dirty at twelve thirty is always a fun oh, time yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah, that yeah. place Shout is always Gabe packed. And, and, yeah. And the dirty. yeah, yeah, that place is always packed. But I haven't done it in a few years. Nice. Um, right. And again, I'm like drawing a blank on like all. What the about places. overall? Where would you say the coolest place to perform? Because I, I got the opportunity to perform in Hawaii, like what last year uh-huh. in Maui, and it was just nice to be out there and out there for a good reason and taking in the town. So that was probably the most the coolest trip. It was a solo trip. That was probably the most fun I've had, and just performing in front of a new that's audience. That's really cool. I got some new material while I was there, so mm-hmm. that was just a good and kind of freeing trip. Yeah, but is that's there really any cool. Place that you performed that kind of was just like special to you and amongst your. Uh, gosh, let me think. Again, it's like I'm drawing a blank. There's, <laughs> there's certain things like, um, see, again, it's like, it's like you know how you, when you've been doing it for yeah, so long, it's like it all just no. kind of bleeds together. Like together. I remember the first time I ever saw my name on marquees and stuff oh, like nice, that. Nice, nice, nice. Um, I can, again, I have some crazy stories I could tell you about places I've performed. It's like, now I'm going to sit here and think about it. I'm like, I know I've performed on some cool ass place. Oh, you know what? Recently, when we were in Greece, oh, that's probably the coolest place so far. What? So you got, got to, you got to touch the mic out there? So, yeah. Oh, shit. Um, okay. And Stephen got booked on a show and he got me a guest spot. I love nice, you, Stephen Briggs. You're like nice. my brother. Nice. Um, so when you're on the stage, the Parthenon is right behind you. Wow. So that was badass. Wow. And so, yeah, that was, I'm waiting for my footage. But yeah, that was super, super cool. And um, yeah, it, it's just, it lights a fire underneath you. And it's yeah. like, I've been wanting to perform in Europe for years. And yeah. I can't wait to, like, I, again, like me and some friends are putting putting something together for next summer. Nice. Yeah. Because nice. it's like, I just, I've, I've always loved Europe and I just want to be there as much as possible. And I'm. Uh, gonna be doing New York City for almost a month oh, uh, nice. in September. That's where I started comedy. Yeah, I remember and we were talking York. about yeah, that. Yeah, you're gonna have a blast. Yeah. There's so many places to well, perform. I haven't I, been back in years, but I can't wait to get back out there too. Um, I've only flown through New York. Gosh. So my friend I'm staying oh, with, love it. he's like, I'm gonna show you New York the way you need to see what New York. What part of New York is he? Uh, he's in Queens. In Queens, okay. Yeah. I used to, um, yeah, I did real estate there for a minute, but I used okay. to sell cars out there in like Long Island City, and then you got oh, like Astoria, okay. Sunnyside, Jamaica. So okay. Queens is Queens is one of the coolest parts of uh, New York to me, just in terms of like the community aspect, and it's, oh, okay. and it's a chill kind of environment. Brooklyn right. is dope and a good time too. Okay, but everything kind of floods to Manhattan to the main city where oh, everything okay. is. And stuff, yeah, so. and I'm gonna be there for like three weeks, so that's why nice. I wanted to have enough time to just. Not rush and just kind of. You take a noodle with you? Fuck no. I haven't talked to to that guy since that day. Once we got back to Vegas, we have not spoken. Damn, poor noodle. He's like, I can't believe you're calling me fucking noodle. And I was like, well, do something about it, dude. Damn. He's like, I'm trying, bitch. I'm trying. Nothing works. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, you know, I was like, go get that, like, uh, super whatever, the super. I can't remember what they they got. Some kind of shot they give them fellas now. They got something. Yeah. Something. Well, they have this other Viagra that I've only seen it once, but it's a blue pill with a red dot on it. Oh, shit. Yeah, I'm like, you need that. Viagra Extreme. Yeah, 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 something like that. <laughs> Viagra X or some shit like that. Yeah, XXX. Yeah. That's a tough thing, you know, because uh, we all, you know, we get old, our body goes through go th- goes through things. Is that something, because, you know, I don't, you're, not, you're not married now. No. no. Okay, so that's a good question then. If you were to marry, so how do you navigate something like that with your partner that is your partner? 
Or at that point, do you just have to say, look, we're going to have to have an open relationship. Uh, we got to get some toys. We got to figure something out. You're going to have to, nom, nom, you got to figure something else out. Well, sex is a huge thing to me. Like, yeah. it's, it's it's a very big deal to me. Um, I talk about it a lot on stage. Yeah. And also, it's like, I'm just like flypaper for freaks. It's like, yeah. I have the craziest stories. Like, some of the jokes I told the other night, every single one of them is a true fucking story. Um, so, I um, basically... I like I go to Mexico for the dental work. I was Sanford Davian right, too, right. you know. But you can buy Viagra down there, and mm. so I come back with like boxes and boxes of it. And um, <laughs> fellas, you already got it. Yeah, I already have it. Yeah. It. <laughs> and so basically, when I hook up with somebody, I'm like, I'm like, you need to take this pill if you wanna, <gasps> if you want to ride this ride. <laughs> She's like, come here, take off your shoes, grab some water, yeah. here's the remote, and take one of these pills. Yeah. Well, actually, I make them start with half because I don't know. I'm like, do you have any heart problems? Yeah. I'm like, I want a stiff, not a stiff. <laughs> Somebody just died with that shit. I forgot the guy's name, but yeah, it's, I think uh, it's relationship girls who do Kevin Samuels. I think that's what he did. Oh. Kevin, yeah. He was with some young girl and popped one of those pills. And I was like, damn, bro, it's crazy. You know? Yeah, it's like, because they make them, I mean, the 100 milligram, I'm like, and even like sometimes people are like, hey, can I get one of those from you? I'm like, take it, take a half of one. Yeah, it's like an edible. Treat it like an edible yeah. that you don't know what the, you know, the the dosage is, the milligrams. Uh, start with a little teeny Yeah, bite. exactly. And even like there's some comics out there. I'm not going to call any of you out. Call them out. No, we're not going to do it. <laughs> I'll just like say their initials. Right. See, but that's that's. We the don't thing have too. that much time. <laughs> that's the thing about half being a comic of, too. You turn to material in a minute. We yeah. can't go say, but you Half of the material. comedy community calls me for Viagra. How about that? Wow. Yeah. She's the Viagra plug. Into, yeah. That's crazy. I'm like, my God. I'm like, I'm usually using this for personal use. I'm like, I need to go to Mexico well, again. I got yeah. to re-up. Yeah, People yeah. are like, uh, word is it. You're the, you're the person with the Viagra. I'm like, oh, wow. for me. Me. Right. I'm like, I don't plan on fucking you. <laughs> <laughs> How do you even approach somebody? Hey, um, when they talk, like after a show, or are they just hitting you up? Hey, I heard. Uh, or they'll text me. Heard you had uh, some yeah. Those, uh, or like, those. yeah, yeah, they'll they'll text me or they'll send me like a Facebook message or something like that. And that's funny. Yeah, that and they're like, uh, next time you go down, could you get me a box? But the thing is, is like. You're only allowed X amount every day Damn. to bring back. It's legal like to bring it. It's legal to bring it back, but you're yeah. only allowed, I think, um, so much. like three or four boxes of twenty. Right. But we go down like two, three days for the dental stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm like every day max amount. I get uh, B12 injections too. Oh, okay. To bring yeah. back too. I used to, those B12 injections do good. Yeah, I love those. I take the, the like the pill pill form. Mm-hmm. Eh, the injections. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I still have a couple of those left, and I'm like, okay, I got some in Spain, and. Uh, but they're more they're cheaper. What in kind Mexico. of injections? Stand up. What kind of, I'm just playing. Go oh ahead. yeah. Yeah. It's like, but in Spain yeah. they're Euro. In Mexico, they're pesos. So uh-huh. they're like a dollar a piece in Mexico. And I think I can't remember how much they were in Spain, but they were more expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. For sure. yeah that's probably where I'm gonna I was told I was telling you before I'm waiting on my passport to come in. But oh, that's yeah. where I'm taking my first trip to, to Mexico. Oh, very good. Yeah, nice. yeah, where are you yeah. gonna go? So my birthday is in July. Okay. So I'm going to LA and doing some shows out there. Uh-huh. But I'm hoping by like, you know, maybe early the end of July, early August, I can just kind of take that trip and get some figured Don't out. Don't drive there. down. No, no, no. Okay. I'm gonna fly. Okay, and from good. here it's only like three hours or something like that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I go down to Algodonas, it's on the other side of Yuma, Arizona. Okay. And so that's a four hour drive from here but we stay in Yuma and it's I mean it's like they basically like sandwich each other it's like if the border wasn't there you'd think it was the same from uh, Yuma New Mexico Yuma and uh, Mexico yeah okay from Yuma from Yuma Arizona and Mexico it's like they're basically share the border yeah so from my hotel to to the dentist office it's like a 10 minute drive really Mm -hmm. okay cool yeah and I and I actually drive in and drive out because um 
everything you see down there is American license plates. It's yeah, all like yeah. snowbirds and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, especially yeah. being that so, that close too from mm-hmm. where they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, if you need anything done, like like um like your new prescription for your eyeglasses. I and do stuff actually. Like that. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing the same glasses I got when I first moved to LA, uh-huh. like, freaking five years ago. So I'm like so overdue. Oh yeah, go to an eye doctor down there. there. Uh huh. Gotcha. Yeah, you can get frames and everything like for very cheap. I mean, a lot cheaper than here. Gotcha. Say Unless less, you have man. insurance. No, hell no, girl. I'm oh yeah. Artist. Go down Mexico. There. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I'll give you a whole list of shit that you can and can't get in Mexico. Okay. And okay. even the stuff you can't, that you're not allowed to get, even when you buy it, they're putting it in those little Ziploc baggies for you to uh, smuggle it. So you can <laughs> still get it. Yeah. Hell, hell yeah. Yeah. There's so much stuff that you can smuggle back. And they're like, as soon as you purchase it, they're like putting it in Ziploc baggies for you. Nice. And uh, and they, they just don't write it on the receipt, but they still, of course, make you pay for it. Sure. Yeah. Of course. I like that. I can't yeah. wait. I can't wait to book with yeah, like I'm that. like, I know all the rules. Hell yeah. I love it. I love it. And, and, and another thing, too, to circle back to the, the comedy aspect here in Vegas is one thing I did notice is, you, you know, you, um, you know, you've got a lot of... Uh, you know, locals, local comedians that, you know, think highly of you and you, you interact with everyone usually well. You've been very social that's out here. Have, the, have there been any um, anything that's kind of helped you sustain in this business? Because I know it gets a little tough. Sometimes yeah. we get depressed. Sometimes we hit these walls. Where we're like, what the what the fuck? You yeah. Know? As we're running around in circles so much, has there been anything that kind of helped you keep going and kind of keep at this? You know, obviously it's a part of your life now. But. Yeah. It, uh Something I've always, every time people ask me advice, I always say, if you keep life interesting, the jokes write themselves. Mm-hmm. And because like I've seen, it's like everything is a true life experience. And yeah. I'm just like, I have to fucking talk about that on stage. Yeah. And just be true to yourself. Yeah. And that's like some of the biggest advice I can give to people. Nice. And yeah, it's like, you know, that's uh, again. Living like, in your yeah. truth. Living in your truth. Yeah. So when you're not on stage and not traveling across, you know, the world, yeah. Uh, you know, I know you like to work out. That's one thing we talked yeah, about. We were talking about that. Yeah, yeah. So you go to the gym. Yep. You like me, don't like to go when it's crowded. We try to catch no. <laughs> for the yep. wave. Yep. What, what's been the motivation for that? You just like to take care of yourself, or have you always just been in the gym most um, of your life? Actually, so growing up, um, my older sister and I, we were fat kids. Yeah. Like that's one place that I was that, husky. I was one of those husky. Oh, I wasn't boys. husky. I was morbidly obese. What? I can show you pictures, and they'd be like, "God, who's what? that fat ass?" Yeah. What? Um, yeah, I was almost 300 pounds when I graduated high school. Wow. Yeah. And so as the years went by, I mean, I was just like this, you yeah, know? Yeah. And then when I was 30, 29, 30, I had weight loss so surgery. So two years ago. No, shit. Uh-huh. I'll be there 44 this year. What? Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. That's what's up. Thank Girl, you. you got a nice little success story over here from 300. But that's like, remember on the, uh, the Jenny Jones show, she'd bring out, that was then, and then you come through the fucking, oh, right. this is now. So That's check this you. out. I'm like, it's even more of a success, uh, success story. <laughs> so I had, when I was 30, I had lap band surgery done. Okay. And I lost a bunch of weight. I lost like 80 pounds. Okay. And um, and I, I mean, so back then I got into the gym. That's kind of what motivated so me to start You got to maintain. Keep yeah. It, right, right. And I was going to the gym a little bit before that. But again, I just gained it right back. So four years ago, um, I just... It was making me um, have heartburn really bad, and mm. I was throwing up all the time. And I was like, "Fuck!" I was like, "This shit's making me like bulimic." Yeah. But I wasn't really losing that much more weight, so I went. Was your diet I, good in a good place? Uh-huh. That's a lot of okay, cool. Yeah. So you were eating right. Yeah, yeah I was eating right most uh-huh. of the time. But the yeah. thing was, is like I was drinking milk because I thought it was helping it, and mm. it was making it worse. Mm. I found out later I was lactose intolerant. Oh shit! <laughs> and so <laughs> yeah, no pun intended. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> so I had it reversed, and wow. so then I had uh, so I had the weight loss surgery reversed. 
I gained all the weight back. Wow. And I was like, fuck this. I refuse to live this way again. And so I lost all the goddamn weight myself. And then, so that's why it's wow. like every day I'm like, get your ass up. I'm wow. like, you're not going to be fat again. Wow. Yeah. So that's that's where we're at today. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm so glad to hear that because I know I had to work through that and, you know, mentally, emotionally, psychologically, it yes, made a big difference on so how I felt things. about myself. Yeah. 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 And then also you have to train yourself to like push the plate away or yeah. don't order this and order that. Exactly. And if you're full, then don't fucking eat the rest. Same. I was raised yeah. in one of those houses though, where it's like finish your food. Yes. Finish your food. So we were programmed, but after yes. you get older, you have to say, nah, like I'm good. Throw yeah. the rest away. It's not that deep because all that little bit of extra you put on every yep. time you eat the meal, that's where that extra weight ends up coming from. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. that's where, yeah, all those little bits count. I actually had a client that goes, I didn't know there was calories in butter. I was like, it's all fat. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it's all over butter. What do you mean? Yeah. I should just call it calories. Put some calories on your toast. You know? I was yeah. Like, I was like, here. I was like, let me butter your toast. So that's where the like being self-conscious, going to the gym and wanting to be there when nobody's there comes from because it's still a little bit of the fat girl complex, right. you know? Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. It's like, but you know, I'm proud of where I'm at. And it's like, but yeah, it's like every single day. And that's why I said today I woke up with a little bit of a hangover because I had friends in town and and I was like, get your ass up. You still made it through. Fucking yeah. wine. You said wine, you smell still smell yeah, the wine on the treadmill. Like, Cabernet. <laughs> But still stayed on it. So you are a powerful, strong, dynamic, independent woman. Uh, and it's so great to see with so much going on in the world you. around, you know, women and establishing y'all's independence and strength and, and all of those things. So that's dope. Um, and if any so, women out there want any advice or need someone to talk to about weight loss, please contact me because I know how fucking hard it is. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Super yeah. dope. Uh, have or their, men. Or well, hold up, fellas. Yeah. We'll be diving into your DMs later on. Yeah. So I was but I don't want any noodles. <laughs> I have I I eat low carb. <laughs> no noodles allowed. No noodles allowed. She I eats eat low meat. carb. Yes. Meat. Yes, keto friendly. Right. So so so. <laughs> okay. So, um, um, have have there been those? And this is the last thing before I kind of wrap this up. But ha, how has that been? You know, being a female in comedy. That's what I kind of wanted to get to that yeah. because you know it's a little bit different. You know, you guys. Uh, there's opportunities available, but sometimes there's one female on the show. Sometimes you see none that are out there. When you do get booked for shows, there's guys that may be hitting on you. Like how how has um, moving past those types of objectives been in your profession? Obviously, you've been resilient, you know, and fearless. But I'm sure it still had its you know, kind of shit along the way. Uh, you know, it's like I've noticed when you're a younger comic, you talk a lot of shit. Yeah. And you're like, I can't believe they got booked for that. And this is this, uh, this. And then when you start progressing in your career, you're like, you know what? I was just coming from an insecure place, yeah. you know? Um, and then if you have a lull in your career and you catch yourself saying things or thinking things, it's like, it's just you coming yeah. from, a, you know, but also, you know, being a woman in comedy, one thing I will say is, uh, because like I said, my weight throughout the years, yeah. um, I didn't get uh, hit on as much when I was a little bit heavier. <laughs> yeah. And um, and I was like kind of like part of the boys club, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. But uh, in the past year, I've gotten a little bit oh, more of like snap. the like. Uh, what are you doing after this kind of vibe? Right? Yeah. What are you doing <laughs> after this? And yeah. uh, I was uh, like a year ago, I was actually sexually assaulted by oh, someone shit. here in town. Oh shit! And he uh, has proceeded to try and ruin my name. He's got a few other people trying to ruin my wow. name. But they're such fucking bottom feeders wow. that I just try to rise above, and I'm like. Yeah. 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 And that's to. something that kind of affected me. And it's like, I sure. kind of took a little bit of a back step because sure. it hurt me, you know? Yeah. Um, and I didn't go to the police for it, you know? Mm -hmm. So that was something that really bothered me. But, uh, 
again, it's like once you heal, you rise back up and you rise back harder and yes. twice as strong. Yes. Um, and then it's like just anybody in this game, it's like it's always going to be hard whether you're a man or a woman. Yeah. And so, but with women, there's less of us in it. Um, I don't know. What am I trying to say here? There's less of us in it. It's like we don't need to be against each other. We need to be with each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. so when I see women out there, and like I have, I have a lot of people that contact me, and they're like, "Give me some names of women that you recommend." And so I recommend like at least, there's at least five names that I usually recommend that are local that I know of that I think are funny. Nice. Um, and but if somebody, I don't know, it's like if somebody's directly an asshole to me, I'll directly be like, "Hey, <laughs> what what's going on?" Right. Like. You know, but then if they don't want to work it out, then I'm like, all right, well, fuck you too. Right, right, right. I don't of know. Course. It's like, yeah. am I making any sense no, here? Yeah. No, no, 100%. I yeah. mean, again. I, but I'll I think do it the, with men too. I think the big work is just accountability. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because once you're accountable with what you can do and what you can't control, you just kind of keep pushing forward. We know we're going to be on stage and we've got a goal yeah. and what we want to do. Um, speaking of what, what do you want to do, what do you want to do? You know, obviously you just want to continue to work stages. Do you want to, you know, transition into something else? Are there any other things you have kind of coming up uh, um, that we need to look out for? So it's like, if I could have my dream, Yeah. Um, this is part of the reason why I moved to LA. It's like, um, so like yesterday I had to do three auditions at my house. Like my spare room is set up with um, like the backdrops and like the lights and everything like that. So um, she got a spare room, fellas, just so you know. Yes, I do. She got a blue pill in a spare room waiting for you. Okay, <laughs> yeah, because I sleep alone. So when I'm done with you, well, typically when I'm done, they leave. Right. <laughs> All right. Um, so, but anyways, um, I would love to have the type of career where, you know, you film like a hit TV show and then yep. you go on tour. Yep. And then from there, you either come back and film the next season or film a movie and then you go on tour again. Okay. Like so, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, yeah. that would be the ideal career that I would love to have. For and that sure. was the main reason why I moved to Los Angeles. It's yeah. like, so if I could have my dream, that would be it. Nice. But the, I mean, the bottom line is, is like, because when I, you know, moved back here with the whole pandemic and stuff, like... Um, I was cutting a comics hair yesterday and we were talking about stuff. Once you've been in comedy a long time, it's like you start looking at things going like, well, maybe my dreams might not come true. <laughs> yeah. But the bottom line yeah. is, it's like, yeah, fucking love stand up so much. Right. You're going to do it regardless. You're going to do it regardless. Right. Yeah, exactly. So why not be, why not be optimistic? Yeah. Why not be positive? Why not walk in it with a smile? Because it is going to be a part of it. Because it's life. your heart. It's, it's your passion. Exactly. Like, if I could quit doing hair today and do stand-up sure. and acting the rest of my life, plus I love being on set. Oh, yeah. I love being on set. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, like, the things I want to do is, like, the European tour that we have. Yeah. You know, it's like, again, we're getting creative. We're finding our, we're you know, we're making our own paths. Right. We're, you know. And that's the part. Because yeah. a lot of comics, especially newer comics, want to just wait for an opportunity. Let me just wait. They'll find me. Ain't nobody going to find you. Yeah, you got to create those 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 uh, opportunities for yourself and yeah. be open minded as to how you can create what you want to see as yeah. opposed to just well, ain't nobody book me and it's like hey you're going you're sitting over there making excuses and complaining when you can be proactive and and make your own way so I'm glad to see you even yeah you mention exactly that. it's like when you love it so much it's like you're gonna find any way to make it work and you're gonna find any way to get on stage because you love it that much you nice. know take it from somebody's been doing it 13 years 11 years like yeah. we love stand up yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So let's just speak into the future. Let's say that TV deal happens, that tour happens, you get your first big Hollywood check. It's, you know, um, 
you know, it's got commas behind the check. You yeah. know, you got your first big check. Yeah. What kind of car are you going to go to the dealership and buy when you first get there? Honestly, I don't <laughs> want a car. I want to live on a yacht. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> I don't want a car. I want a Fellas, yacht. Fellas, step your game up. <laughs> that Bronco ain't going to get you that way over here. She wants yeah, a yacht. I want a okay. yacht. Okay. Yes. Okay, I would okay. love to live on a boat. I always fantasize about living wow, on a boat. Yeah. Wow. I want a boat so That's bad. Nice. Yes. Right. Something well, you could just go me around the Mediterranean party. Sea. You'll have that passport. Just come around the Mediterranean Sea. Wow. Yes, right, right. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Nice. Well, I look yeah. forward to it, girl. Cheers. Yes. With our styrofoam cup, it's not gonna make no ting. It's gonna make a little. T- yeah. There it is. Yeah. Please give everybody your social media, your info, oh, where yes. they can find you. Um, uh, yes, Angie Crum. My last name is K R U M. Uh, that's Facebook. I just joined Snapchat. Oh, shit. Okay. I, I'm still trying to figure that out, but I just joined it yesterday. Okay, I had it okay. years ago, and I was like, screw this. All right, this Insta, right. all this social media. And so on Snapchat, it's Stand Up Crumb 09. Um, and no, that's uh, where the freaks are now. You know, be some freaks on Snapchat. Though, oh, you know, really? Be some freaks in there now. Oh, the, you know, it's funny. All these people, <laughs> all these people say stuff like, uh, like, oh, why? What are you doing on WhatsApp? I'm like, because I have a lot of friends in Europe, right, and they're like, right. they're like, all these people try to get you to do crypto on WhatsApp. I'm like, well, no, no, my friends are on on WhatsApp. Right. Like, anyway, so Instagram is at Crumb Shots, all one word. So K R U M Shots, you know. Um, and that's pretty much it. Angie Crumb everywhere. You can look me up, all that good stuff. And nice. Yeah, I don't have an OnlyFans. People always oh, ask that. Yeah. Sorry, y'all. Sorry. Not the, not, not yeah. the, not the stuff. But if you guys want Viagra, just let me know. I still have, you know. <laughs> <She got you. laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> she got you. Just kidding, but not. Just but kidding. if Noodle is listening, go fuck yourself. Oh, <laughs> we tried. Hey, I hope you got fixed. We tried. You still follow him online? No. Oh, she only follow him. Well, you know man. what? I could tell you his yeah, name because cool. I don't care if he's listening. Oh, shit. <laughs> You want me to? His name's. His name's. Oh, Noodle! Noodle! <laughs> All right, this episode was dedicated to Noodle. Yes. Keep hope alive. Go with the X, the 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 modified version. I don't know. Find some of yeah. that shit. I hope you have like rotini now. Oh shit. Or bow tie. Damn it. Or at least good credit. You gotta have some bread. Then you'll be able to. Yeah, something. something else. I yeah, don't know. something. You might have it figured out, Noodle. If you got your situation handled, DM her. No. So, would you give him another shot? Fuck no. Damn, Noodle. All what? right. But I want to wear the pants that were in season last, or when style last season. Damn. Yeah. All right, Noodle. All right. All right. Right. Sorry, Noodle. We tried. This was so much fun. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah, so good to sit down with you, man. Yo, I've been your boy, Charlie Wilson. This has been Do Tell with Laugh After Dark. Make sure you hit that subscribe button before you get out of here. And stay tuned uh, to laughafterdark.com for all of our details, man. We get ready to go on tour. We're excited about it. Make sure you keep up with Laugh After Dark and Andrew Crumb in these streets. I'll see y'all next time. Thank you. Hey, look. Hey, hey. I know you got stuff to do and you're ready to get up out of here, but just a minute. Oh, man, you didn't already stay here this long? Now take just a minute and subscribe, please. That way you can stay connected. Like the video. Leave a comment. We want to hear what you got to say, baby. <laughs> now we appreciate it. Now go on and subscribe.